Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. A short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey everyone, welcome back to uh, Simple Programmer here, and uh, I've got another interview for you today. Uh, I've got uh, got Reynolds Adolph. Uh, Adolf, (laughs) see, we were just talking about your your name, and, and, uh, and you said... Say you know, say Adolf, so so that you don't say Adolf, and of course, I immediately say Adolf. So anyway, right off, Adolf, click, it's off. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so well, welcome, Reynold. Thanks for uh, thanks for for doing this interview here. I I wanted to uh, I wanted to interview uh, Reynold because he was uh, he, he's doing some interesting stuff. So this is kind of like a fun fun interview because because uh well why don't you why don't you give a background why don't you tell a little bit about yourself and what you're doing uh so, so i don't spoil the fun here sure well i mean I, i'm a .NET developer that's what i've been doing for a while but i've always had an interest in stand-up comedy and like for the longest time i've always like thought how cool would it be to have uh like an environment where you could be learning about like technology but somehow incorporate entertainment and so what i ended up uh doing um, and, and quick, let me give you like a background. I'm sure. single right now. And a few months ago, I had decided uh, to go ahead and start up a meetup group for singles where we have like an hour and the singles could come in and have icebreakers and meet each other. And then afterwards, after that hour, we move them into like a room where we have like a comedy show. And I would host book some comics, and they really enjoyed it. So it was like a singles event. If you didn't get a date, at least you got like some laughs out of it, all right? Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so that was going like uh, pretty well um, at a comedy club. And so what I ended up uh, doing is, you know what? I could probably do a format similar for technology geeks. People love, you know, going to events where we watch speakers. So I ended up starting up a group called C-Sharp Entertainment that – opened up with like a musician that I would book for a speaker. And then the speaker would come out, do their tech talk for about an hour. And right after that, I'd have like a comic perform to close out. And in between, we'd have like 15 minutes to have like some pizza, network, whatever. Um, And I would host the show. So that's one of the things that I've like been doing to try to get uh, a lot of tech guys and uh, women to come to this event and like get their get their technology fix while meeting some like uh, comics and getting some entertainment out of it also. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. By the way, you are you are in good shape here because because uh, I let you know that the Simple Programmer YouTube channel has a 10 percent female demographic. So, you know. Because you said that you're single, so this is you know. But far trying to get 
like women to come to this because there are some meetup groups where it's women in technology. Yeah. But there needs to be some type of like major movement to get like more women involved in coding. I don't know what it was in the beginning, um, but uh, I feel like, yeah, it would be really nice to not have it be a sausage fest every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's it's hard though, because, you know, different different interests and different, I mean, you know, it 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 goes against against the grain a little bit. So, but but I agree with that. I totally agree with you. Like you know, it, it's just hard to find the the women in technology, and and there and it and there are fewer of them. So it you you end up having mostly you know you end up having a room with ninety percent guys in there and ten percent girls. So right, but, yeah, most of them that I've seen were uh, were recruiters trying to get me a, a gig. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, oh. that, and you can you can tell. It, it, oh, I don't want to be. I don't want to be too like. But 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 uh, you know, you go to a meetup and and and, uh, and the recruiters. Those recruiting companies, they always like. I, I don't know where where they where they get recruiters from, but it's not like they don't judge recruiting talent like to hire a recruiter based on no, merits. I, I a, like, I, I, I'm okay saying that, like, <laughs> right. I think it's pretty obvious. If you've ever gone to like a conference in a booth and you, you or a, a meetup, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure their interviews are probably like, are you good at saying buzzwords? Right. <laughs> can you say C sharp? Can you say Azure? You're good at, all right, let's go ahead. Let's hunt. Let's start doing some hunting. <laughs> We're going to get I, ironically, um, they were the ones uh, that started up a lot of these uh, technology meetup groups, and it makes yes. sense. I didn't even realize that till I was attending some, and then I was like, "Oh, you know, this is a pretty good venue to for a recruiter to come to," because I was meeting recruiters at these tech events, and then all of a sudden, I realized, "Wait a minute, you own this event. You started this event." Exactly. Yeah. Genius. You know. So Meetup is, I think, is really going to blow up much bigger than it is um, because you could almost do it for any type of area of business. Like I ran into a Meetup because I was recently looking for a home to buy and I wanted to get a little bit more educated. And by the way, it's awesome that you mentioned that in your books regarding a realty that gave oh, me yeah. tips also. But um, I was like, well, let me see if there's some Meetups that talk about uh, the real estate economy and like what's the best way to... Uh, negotiate, find homes, and um, and so there were some realtors that started up meetup groups giving talks. Oh yeah, talks. yeah. I'm like, this could work in a lot of different areas. So I really think uh, meetup is something to look out for. You know. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense because you know you you get uh, you, it like you said the the tech recruiters, the real estate agents, like there's a good good way to provide value for people and then and then you know and then you're able to build a customer out of that so i think and that i mean that's and that's really effective marketing right that's the best way to market is like you you gotta go in there and give someone some value and then because you've given them value then they want to do business with you as opposed to the you know the, the constantly in their face constantly bugging them not giving them anything but asking for something so right right Cool. So, um, so let's see. So, 
so that I, I really like this idea of of this entertainment kind of group so mixing the technology and the entertainment and for for a few different reasons. I mean, one just because like, hey, we should have a little bit more fun, and this kind of stuff shouldn't be boring. Let's let's get more kinds of people involved, and and then two, just uh, you know, I think that's great for. For, for helping developers become more social, becoming more, I feel like uh, there's uh, it, it, you, you'd create more of an environment where, where people could become more, get out of their shell and learn to meet people and, and be a little bit braver. Is that, are you seeing that like w when you do one of these meetups or? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I notice is uh, people come out of their shells a little bit more um, because if you're at, a work environment where a speaker came in to give a talk, people are not going to be as free to say whatever's on their mind um, regarding technology or their work environment as they would in an environment where there's like some entertainment going on because it's not all of a sudden, we don't have like eyes watching us like our, our bosses. This is like a fun environment. Right. And, uh, what's really cool is that uh, it's different for the speakers that come yeah. because they're not used to like having like a musician open up for them and they are basically on the bill, like with other stars, they're like the nice. star and they have like these other performers also, you know, so they really enjoy it in a different way that they're used to. Jeremy Clark, uh, you probably are familiar with. Oh him. yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Clark. Oh, yeah. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. He was my first uh, speaker. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like looking around and uh, seeing like all uh, these people that uh, showed up and he was just like, this is cool. I've never had a musician do electric guitar opening up for me before. <laughs> I could do this. <laughs> you know? Nice. It, it's good that you chose the order that way too. Like the, the music, then the speaker, then the stand-up. Because I think right. if you did the stand-up and then the speaker, then your speaker yeah. might get heckled. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that would be a little bit uh, tricky. The speaker would have a yeah. little bit of pressure to try to like be funny, and then that's true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's great. So, so where are you? Are you in LA? I am. Oh, okay, there we go. How did I guess that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm in uh, Los Angeles. Actually, I used to live in uh, Florida though, because you're in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Tampa. Yep. Yeah, I used to live in uh, North Miami, Florida, and then went to Northwestern, that's in Evanston, Illinois, and ended up living in Chicago for a while before I came out here. Okay, okay. Big, those uh, several entertainment cities there. <laughs> yeah. Chicago, yeah. Miami. So, cool. So, so what got you in? Did you get into sort of the, the stand-up and entertainment before you got into technology or like what, which came first and, and how did that, how did that come about? Right. Um, I actually, <laughs> so my first interest in entertainment was when I was a kid and I saw a video of Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk. Yeah. And I was like, so impressed with like the moonwalk. I'm like, I want to be <laughs> in front of a crowd doing something amazing like that. Wow. And then later on realized, well, I didn't really care that much about being a musician, but uh, maybe acting and that bounced around. And then I saw Eddie Murphy do a uh, stand-up. This is like a, a while back, it's probably dating me, but um, that got me interested in comedy. So yeah. comedy came 
first. I didn't study computer science in school. I did communications because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do as far as like in the corporate world. Right. Uh, but what ended up happening was uh, I had a job in advertising and was working like a sweat, like a, if it was a sweatshop, 70 hours a week. <laughs> oh, gosh. Time. Yeah. Right. And a friend of mine was working for Anderson Consulting and he's doing technology traveling. He had his weekend and he was getting paid way more and he got overtime. And I'm just like, you know what? This technology stuff seems to be a little bit more fun going from client to client. And that's when I started like taking a couple of classes and got a job at a help desk at DePaul University and learned so much there that immediately, I immediately got a job doing help desk work. And then that moved in me into consulting. And right. the next thing you know, I didn't want to finish like the masters and get it in debt because my gut told me that with technology, it's one of those things. If you could just do the job well and keep learning, you didn't have to get like a graduate degree and be in debt for that. Yeah, and definitely. So, yeah. Awesome. So, Okay. Okay. That's, that's cool. So the, um, the, the, uh, the standup now, what, what do you do? Uh, how, how do you, I, I've always wondered, like, how do you get ready? How do you practice and how do you become a standup? Cause it, I mean, it, it, it almost seems like there's, uh, one of those things where there's like not this transitory period. Like I can't, I can't imagine like, okay, I haven't done comedy and now I'm on stage doing standup. Like, uh, do you go, do you just practice on your own? Do you have a, like a stand-up class that you go to? Cause like I, my background, I, I got a somewhat similar background. Like I, I, I got involved in acting as an, right. as an early age in, in the entertainment. Cause I always wanted to do, do entertainment, but, but, uh, but with that, there's like a smoother transition. I, at least I felt, but is there a similar thing like for doing standup where there's like classes you take and then you kind of transition to the stage or do you just like, you know, one day you just go up and just start telling jokes or. <laughs> you know what? It, it actually goes uh, both ways now. Um, there are more classes nowadays, mm -hmm. but several years ago, there was hardly any stand-up classes. You just went to what they call open mics. Okay. Where anyone can go up, sign up, be on a list, and then do three or five minutes on stage. And whatever happens, happens. And you yep. just learn from that. You go through a lot of bombing. Most yep. comics just go through a lot, a lot of bombing and, and avoid trying to be depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until you get like some material that just works here and there. And then you gradually just start collecting and building the material. So I've never seen any comedian that just went up for their first time and just really killed it with genuine material some people do better than others but in general in general to answer your question we go to open mics yep. um and sometimes people just take classes for let's say six weeks and then they have like a graduating class where they perform in front of like a live audience at a comedy club so that's what they generally do Okay. 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 So, um, uh, I was going to ask about, uh, the, the crossover, like what, what do you feel like 
there's there's I mean it, they're they're very different fields, right? Or different right. different. But do you feel like uh, some of this entertainment kind of background has helped you in the software development world, or or not, or or what's the you know what do you think about that? The other way around, actually. Okay. Because the software development world is what gives me some unique material for Panda. Yeah. And I actually haven't started using a lot of material from uh, my experiences at work, just a little bit um, and in technology, because it's kind of tricky. You want to be able to talk to a general audience. Um, so you don't want to like start mentioning technical things that they're not going to get and only like the computer geeks are going to get. Right. Right. So um, I've been a little bit careful doing that, but I do that. That has to be my voice because that's the, what's unique that I bring that you don't see too many other comedians do. And when I think about it, there's a lot to talk about. There's oh, yeah. There's happen in your work environment that a lot of other people could relate to and doesn't have to be related to technology. Um, there's the maybe competitiveness that you face with your colleagues, colleagues that are see you as like, an arch enemy when you first joined the company. Right. right? Um, there's relationships with like uh, management. Um, so, but then there's also uh, things about like for me, uh, I like teaching. I actually recently became an author for uh, Lynda.com. So you actually, oh, awesome. yeah, you actually inspired me because I watched a bunch of your videos on Pluralsight. Um, and, uh, that's like one area that I kind of want to merge comedy and technology and have like some introduction videos where it's also funny where I inject humor. Yeah. Yeah. But it's tricky though, because Linda.com has like a very broad audience an international audience. So some jokes that I could have embedded in some of my code examples regarding um, some scandal Eddie Murphy got into or whatever. You know? Right. It's, yeah, it's not going <laughs> to not gonna work like abroad. So I remember they were being a little careful because I was trying to be like humorous on my first uh, video that I did over there. And they're just like, well, you know, that humor might not work in Germany. or <laughs> So we might want to scale back. Or oh, wait a minute. Is Coconuts Comedy Club a real comedy club? Yeah, we might want to rename that because we don't want to have to deal with any legal, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but I want to figure out a way to like have fun, yeah, that are humorous, also. You know what I mean? So oh yeah, a straight man. Yeah, no, yeah, we're on, we're on the same mission then, because you know I think that's good. I, I I did some humor in some of my plural site videos too, and and it's it's good. It's a good break and stuff. You know, I found self deprecating humor to to work because then it, everyone understands that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that's cool. That's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Like you know, it, it's glad to hear also just refreshing to you know. You seem like the kind of person that's like. You, you realize you that you could do anything you know see michael jackson uh moonwalking like hey i could do that i could do stand-up i could do programming you know i can make plural site or linda videos you know uh so that's awesome I, I like that that attitude i think more more developers should realize that they could do all these different things like you don't have to just be one thing so that's yeah. uh it's odd how some people get weirded out when they say oh 
you're a comic? But I thought you did computers. Well, it's like, oh, my computer, my mind can't compute right. two different fields. Like, oh, seriously? You know, I mean, there's something about comedy where I guess people get weirded out if you do other things also. But if it was uh, a doctor that happens to be playing tennis, they're not going to be like, wait a minute, you're a doctor? Right, exactly. Like, yeah. Wait, oh, I can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It happens a lot with uh, comedy. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, it's funny, too. Like, I, I remember it. You see, it's, it's nice to be the, the, the programmer entertainer because I remember, you know, back when I was living in Santa Monica, you know, I, I'd be, my, all my acting friends, right? They're like, oh, man, shit, I got to go to my, uh, I got to gotta go to my, my waiter job. Oh, sucks, man. Yeah. I wish I had money. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 So that's nice to be, the, you know, not, not the starving, the starving actor, but the, you know, the, the actor that's, that's making big money with his day job. Uh, you know, so. I always had a fear I did not want to be a starving actor. Like, yeah. I knew I wanted to be involved with entertainment, but I also knew I didn't want to be broke because I grew up broke and I didn't want to have to be like another apartment with roaches, you know? Exactly. So I'm like, part of me was a little envious of some entertainers that just had the balls to just go out and didn't go to college and then just start pursuing their dreams. And I only know a few of them that like really made it doing that. But I was like, nah, I'm gonna go to college, gonna do the corporate thing, like have some money and then try to somehow involve, get involved with entertainment. And I'm glad I did that. The only thing that I would have done different, honestly, is study computer science in college so when i graduated i would have went right into computers instead of like wasting time just trying to figure out what i wanted to do but you know you live and learn yeah 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 plus who knows i mean you might have went to studied computer science and then hated it because <laughs> yeah because i had a nazi professor <laughs> you know exactly yeah. yeah oh yeah and and if you had a nazi professor he probably wouldn't have liked you very much either with your name. I like the sound of that. Calm down, everybody. Too soon. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. We're we're gonna get we're gonna catch some flack for this this interview, but that's <laughs> that's all right. We I haven't caught some flack in a while, you know. It's if you really want to catch flack, you just post something on Reddit or, or Hacker News, and then you really, really get to feel the pain. Right. Yeah. So I was just reading Reddit yesterday. Someone like posted a response to like one of my videos. They it was linked there, and, and they some gun called me out by name. They're like, I I don't like John Sanmez at all. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, that that's great. You just watch my video post, like not even like you know, just just blatant. I just don't like the guy. I'm like, all right, guy. All right, that's fine. That's funny. But, That's uh, probably going to be more publicity for you. People are going to be like, really? Well, let's see why he doesn't like him. Exactly. Yeah. So that's um that's probably something that you have to face a lot uh, doing stand up right is is reject. I think a lot of people you know are afraid of rejection. A lot of developers, you probably get that all the time doing stand up right because 
you know, you get crickets sometimes or, oh, I'm, I'm sure that you're, you're good, but maybe in the past when you first started out, right, is that, is that something that... You don't need to hold back, John. I get crickets <laughs> nowadays too. <laughs> I have my good days. I have less crickets than I did in my past, but whenever working on new material, I just know that sometimes it'll, it'll not fly and I yeah. just have to be ready for it. And sometimes things that I don't expect to fly will actually work. Um, but you know what? When it works, it's really, really good. And yeah. it's a great experience. And it reminds me of like, why am I, I'm even doing this? And when it doesn't work, all I feel like is, well, what could I do to make it better? You know, I never, ever felt like after this, I'm quitting, you know. Right. What made me think of getting into this joke telling business? Let me go back to my coding. That never entered my mind. I mean, I like both areas. And I could tell you, I remember my best day in comedy and my worst day. <laughs> I'll tell you my worst day first. Okay. Um, so I, I, like yourself, have like an entrepreneurial mind. I actually ran a small company called Prestige Comedians a few years ago where I booked comics for corporate engagements. Oh, cool. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to perform for some corporate environments and maybe like open up for some of these comedians if they were more experienced than me. So it was a way of creating my own opportunity to get involved in that rather than trying to get some other agents to get me those gigs. So I did it for several years and I once booked myself on a corporate gig, it was for a Christmas party. And I remember having all the material that I was going to deliver prepared and worked out and practiced. And I remember um, when I was setting up my equipment, cause I was gonna record it. Yeah. Hearing some of the employees over talk, they were talking about something that happened at work and I thought it was kind of funny, so I was going to kind of like use it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did it, and it did, completely didn't work. They might even oh, no. like, have gotten like offended. Oh, it, no. It bombed so bad. It's improv. Yeah. I have to respect the people who do improv other than scripted stand-up. It bombed so bad. By the time I tried to get into my material, I immediately got all nervous, and I'm like, quick, go to your A material. Go to your closers. Like jamming those in, and even those were like barely working. Yeah, I was supposed to do about a half an hour. I ended up doing twelve minutes. I remember <laughs> like <laughs> somebody came up and in the back, and they were just like giving me the single, like wrap it up, wrap it up. Oh, no. And this is like you have to picture the environment. I was at this place called I think the saddle ranch or something in universal studios where it was like a western bar oh i've been to the saddle ranch they got that bull that you ride yeah. there yeah okay i've been there bull, i've been there underage they had this, this fucking bull like right in front of yeah. me splitting the audience to the right and left and this huge bull that it, like i'm performing to the bull yeah. and i'm bombing i'm bombing to the bull People are like freaking out. And then someone else is giving me this sign, like wrap it up, wrap it up. And I'm like, all right. The, the, the one good thing that came out of it is I felt like during this chaotic moment, 
I was still giving my best. I'm just like, I'm good. I felt like Rocky getting completely yeah. down. And I'm just like, I'm still standing. You can get me down. You know, I'm still giving my best. That was like the one thing that I was like proud of myself. Yeah. So, all right. So I wrapped it up. And then I couldn't even leave right away because I had all my camera equipment there. So oh, I yeah. go over there after bombing and start slowly taking down my, my camera equipment before I could get out of there. That was my worst experience ever. And so that's like the risk that you take, though, you know? Yeah. Um, but that builds character. That's how you, like, become tough right it's like you're like yeah now now it's like nothing is is so bad as that you're like ah oh, screw you you don't like my shit get out of here i don't care like i i i went i i told a bad joke at a corporate meeting that got that you know about some boss you know uh doing his secretary and that's it <laughs> <laughs> you can't compare uh, all right what about your best one my best day in comedy was when i remember like when you're a comedian, a lot of times in LA, and I think this is like a horrible um, um, thing that they do. These comedy, some of the comedy clubs, they have these things called bringer shows where they make the comedian like bring the audience to them. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so I was doing that, and there was a competition. Um, but because when you do bringer shows, you eventually tap out your your friends because if they've already seen your material, it's harder to get them to come the next time. So there was a competition that I went to perform in and none of my friends showed up uh, for support because I've already used them up. And so um, with it, with 30 comedians performing, I was able to like win enough fans with my performance to get them to like vote for me. And then I went into the final rounds. And oh, nice. Yeah, and it felt really great because I had I came in with no support. Other people right. were coming with all these other people that were gonna uh, support them. Um, and these audience members were forced to vote for whoever they wanted. And most of them were gonna vote for their friends they came to see, but they're forced to vote for someone else also. And oh, because I see. of that, yeah, yeah. because of that, I, I won a lot of fans. And then, like, for the next round, I did even better. And then, like, I won the competition. Like, I beat out all these, like, 30 comics. None of my friends came up. Maybe, like, a, just a few of them um, for the second round. And then I won, like, 500 bucks doing what I really love the most. So that was, like, my best day in comedy, besides getting accepted into, like, Northwestern, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like that feeling when you just, you know, you just rock it on the stage and, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you get, you did it. And it's like, it's addicting. You want to go back and do it again. Like, yeah, everything felt perfect because I even had a joke about um, like some racist behavior some people do. And it, the comic right before me had a slew of racist jokes. Okay. So, so it set you up. <laughs> it totally set me up. I'm just yeah. like, ah. Thank you for setting me up. <laughs> Thank you for handing me that ball to Jordan. And I came in and, and I had this joke because it's true. Like whenever, and this is a joke. Um, basically what happens is whenever someone's on stage and they say something like really racist and I happen to be in the audience, uh -huh. half the crowd usually turns to me. <laughs> <laughs> <and> like, nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I had said that the next time they do that, I'm going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, the guy, the racist comic, nicely bombed for me and set me up with that opener. Yeah. And then it was like smooth sailing along. And then, yeah, I feel. Always nice if he test test the waters for you too, you know, like <laughs> yeah. so you know whether or not to tell that joke. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. This is awesome. This has been fun. Uh, I definitely want to stay in touch because we, we've got, I think, you know, I, I'd like to open up more, more, more programmers to more of the, the, the fun of performance entertainment, because I think, I feel like it does, it helps you in your career so much as getting out of your shell. You know, the things that like, I always talk about marketing yourself and stuff. You just got to be like, you got to be willing to get up on stage and to like, look like an idiot. Cause because yeah. what's the, I mean, what's the worst that happened? I bet you've never even gotten a tomato thrown at you. Like no one beats you yeah. up because you because because you're you know, you uh, you bomb it. So uh, so cool, awesome. Uh, where where can people find find you in the LA area to to go to your meetup group and then find you online? Find your uh, some videos of your your standup performance. Where where can where can people find more about you? Yeah, so in the LA area, um, I have uh, my two meetup groups, one called the Professional Singles Comedy Night. Okay. That they can come out and check out. And actually, you don't even have to be single to come to the comedy portion of the show. Um, only the, the first part of the show where it's the singles mixer is for singles. So unless... Unless you're a swing or something, then you can come there also. All the, all the Ashley Madison, all you Adish, new, newly divorced, minted Ashley Madison folks, yes. you know, can. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley Madison. Bring these people over. Um, and so that's called Professional Singles Comedy Night. And that's on meetup.com. Also on meetup.com is C Sharp Entertainment. And that's the group where I have a variety of uh dotnet topics that are done by several speakers they come and then also i'll have uh, some musician open up for them the speaker will talk and then uh comedian will close out um if not myself because i'm usually uh hosting it so those are the two things they can also follow me on twitter reynold at reynold adolf and also uh, could uh, go to my uh, website although i need to update my website but that's reynold.net um, but yeah, you got rental.net. Yeah. Man, yeah. That's awesome. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I bought it a while ago and I got lucky, you know, something's fishy going on. I feel that when you have a website domain and you let it expire, I think there are certain companies that just wait for names to expire, buy it, and then yep. try to get it again. They want to charge like $8,000 for it. Oh yeah. That, yeah. That happened to my, uh, uh, prestige artists and prestige comedians.com and nobody cared for that name before. So I don't know. There's, there's gotta be some type of rules and regulations still the wild west out here on the internet. All people doing these unethical things, I think. Oh yeah. 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 They definitely do that. That's definitely, you know, it's a whole business out of doing that, but yeah. So don't let your stuff expire. Otherwise you get to pay the premium. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. Yeah. Your book's great, by the way. Thanks a lot. I like that the audio book uh, came out. Um, and I actually like the style of you reading your book because you actually, uh, I noticed, took 
in between like some paragraphs, you would actually go off and then just like do improv and, and talk. And we actually get something out of it that just like the book readers didn't get. So that's actually uh, pretty cool, you know. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I just feel like I should add a little bit more. And, and you know, and, you know, heck, I mean, this is one interesting thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. It's like uh, your your views and your thoughts change from year to year if you're growing. So, like, I mean, the, you know, in a year from now, I'm going to be thinking different things than I wrote in the book. You know, it's it's it'll be evolution, hopefully, of, of my thinking. But, you know, it's some reversals, perhaps. But, you know, so I, I felt like I wanted to update that. But. Cool. Well, uh, well, thanks again. This has been fun. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, it, when, when next time I come to LA, uh, I'd love to come to your, to your meetup, maybe even, even speak. So. Yeah, that would be awesome. Definitely. Uh, let me know. I would love to have you as a guest speaker. Okay. All right. Well, take care, man. All right. Thanks, John. Yeah.